Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Possibility Podcast. I'm your host, Mel Schwartz. I practice psychotherapy, marriage counseling, and I am the author of the book, The Possibility Principle, the companion to this podcast. I hope to be your thought provocateur, and I'll be introducing you to new ways of thinking and a new game plan for life. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. The topic or the title for today's inquiry is simply, who am I? This is a question that probably most people ask themselves at least once, but more likely far more than once at some point in your life or many times in your life. I wrote an article called, Who Am I? Maybe 15 years ago. After a number of years, I Googled it. It was receiving an enormous amount of views. I had posted it on my website and in Psychology Today. And I found that over time, this article has had close to 1 million views, or maybe over a million. Now, this is not because of my being a renowned, brilliant author. It is because this question, who am I, is on people's minds. They Google it, and it brings them to my article. So let me move into sharing my insights and perspectives around this question and what it does. Firstly, the question, who am I, suggests that there's actually a fixed, specific, and inert answer. Who am I? I am so-and-so, such-and-such. Fixed, unmoving, unchanging. If our identity is unchanging, boy, wouldn't that get boring and dull, if my sense of self, who am I, is always the same through adolescence and early adulthood, middle age and old age, who am I should remain fixed? That makes no sense. But the description, the answer to the question, who am I, prompts a fixed, unchanging answer. Now, that sense of being fixed and unchanging is inconsistent with reality with the universe, how reality appears. We have seen that reality is ever-flowing, always moving, evolving, shifting, creating, dynamic. How can we leave ourselves out of that mix? If we do, under the illusion that we are fixed and unchanging, wouldn't we stagnate? Wouldn't we become depressed? Even if the sense of who am I is positive, don't we want some change? Do we always want to know of ourselves in the same way? So I propose, who am I is the wrong question. The question we should ask ourselves is, how would I like to experience myself? How would I like to experience my life, my relationships, my engagements with reality and the universe? How would I like to experience it all? Now, that question is non-specific, it's not inert, it's flowing, it's moving, and it should and could be aspirational. So just picture that. Don't ask, who am I? Ask, how would I like to experience myself? This shifts you from a stuck being, a human being, fixed and stuck in your identity, inert, into 
a human becoming, flow, movement, becoming. Don't you want to engage in a sense of becoming? Part of me is fundamentally who I used to be, but this has evolved. New insights have happened. I've made advances and progress in this way or that way. I used to be insecure about this, but I no longer am. My sense of self is evolving. That's a deeper engagement in life. So rather than taking a frozen and fixed snapshot of yourself and answering, who am I? Think about recrafting, rethinking, developing an artistry to yourself where you keep what works and what feels good and authentic and genuine. And the pieces of you that you know are growing old and tired, like old coping mechanisms that no longer suit you. Decades later, an old coping mechanism, which was at first adaptive many years before, becomes like a suit of armor that you clank around with. Is that how you want to be fixed? No, you want to move into this flowing sense of becoming. This process of becoming, it allows us to move beyond this confinement, this narrow sense of self. It ushers in our change process. Now, this is the big picture. I'm going to get to the smaller, more minute details in just a bit. But this sense of becoming, of entering into the flow of life, it lies at the heart of what I call the possibility principle, which is the theme in my book, The Possibility Principle. Simply that by embracing uncertainty rather than resisting it, we bring in new possibilities into our life and we become a work of art. We become both the artist and the work of art. That makes life full of meaning and purpose and vitality. There's a sense of why I'm here, to recraft myself, to develop and grow and always hone. Now, I don't mean being judgmental about yourself or being overly analytical. I'm talking about a softer touch here, a, an inspirational nurturing parenting of your own self, so to speak. Now, there are people who will say, they know themselves so well. I feel sad for people who say that. That means they leaves no room for growth or aspiration. And when someone says, I know myself so well, that speaks to a lack of curiosity. And ultimately, it suggests that there's some insecurity there. Who can know themselves so well? The more you seek to discover and unfold the possibilities that lie within you, the more you look toward the aspiration of the future, not a repeat of the past of knowing yourself so well. That's like reading the same book 46 times, the same book. How's that going to work out? Think of reaching into your future and beginning to imagine and envision how you would like to experience yourself, how you would like to experience your friends, your parents, your children, how you'd like to experience your life and your life engagement. Now, how do we get there? Well, let's ask ourselves this. What informs my sense of myself? Well, starting with, think of a triangle. I wish I had some drawing utensils here, but the triangle. Up at the top of the triangle are our beliefs. Major fundamental source of how we come to know ourselves. So consider your operating beliefs. Ask yourself, which beliefs serve me? Which beliefs help me navigate life in a healthy way, in a productive way, and in a fearless way? And then ask yourself, which beliefs limit me? 
Which beliefs confine me? Which beliefs lull me to sleep as I repeat to myself and to others the same old messaging? How did I come to these beliefs? What makes me think these beliefs are true? Or what even makes me think these beliefs are serving me? A belief is just that. It's a belief. But it is fundamentally important. It is so powerful in shaping our sense of self and how we experience life. Now, out of these core beliefs, we have millions of thoughts which correlate to those beliefs. I don't mean millions of different thoughts. I mean, we have millions of thoughts, but some of them, the majority of them, conform to the operating beliefs. So we get stuck in this funnel, this trap, belief and thought. Now, the moment we have a thought, the thought summons up the accompanying feeling. So we get stuck in this equation of belief, thought, feeling. Now, you know where that leads to? Experience. So if I have a belief that I'm not good enough, you think that'll be a self-fulfilling prophecy and I may go through life experiencing that self I can't call it self-affirming, that self-negating belief, I'm not good enough. Contrarily, suppose you have a belief of, I can do it, I deserve the chance, I'm going to try, I bet I'll succeed. Do you think that belief will create a different experience? If you have a belief that it's a miserable, competitive, cruel, dog-eat-dog universe, you experience life as such. If you have a belief that humans are potentially good and loving, and you are as well, and that's what you aspire to reach, you think your life experience will be different? Beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and experiences all create a circular feedback loop. If you'd like to experience yourself differently, if you'd like to be the architect of your own life experience, so to speak, You need to envision how you'd like to experience your life and think about the aspects of yourself that you want to open up for change and growth and evolving. Then look back at your core beliefs and recurring thoughts to get in the way and say, ah, I need to see those beliefs and thoughts and release them. You then become an agent of your own change process. Now, key fundamental that I'm repeating, embracing uncertainty enables us to join in the flow of the universe. This is not mystical language. Science confirms reality and the universe is in perpetual flow. Shouldn't we join in that flow? Shouldn't we move and aspire to become this experience of a human becoming instead of a fixed, stuck person? All of reality is perpetually flowing participating in the reality-making process. We can do the same. We can be the author of our own reality-making process once we begin to stop asking, who am I? And think of identity as an evolving, growing, emergent kind of quality. Then you are that quality as well. You'll experience life on an entirely different level. Well, thanks for listening in. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. There will always be more to come on this theme and similar ones. And as always, until next time, be well and be becoming. Bye for now.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Possibility Podcast. I welcome your feedback on this and any episode. Please send me an email at mel at melschwartz.com or leave a comment in the show notes for this episode at melschwartz.com. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to rate and review the show at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your reviews really help boost the visibility for the show, and it's a great way for you to show your support. Finally, please make sure to subscribe to the Possibility Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and that way you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again, and please remember to always welcome uncertainty into your life and embrace new possibilities. Oh,